Hi guys, welcome to the Try New Frequency with Amber podcast. My name is Amber Chanel, and we'll be discussing topics and music videos to help others see life in a different way and to provide a map to the right frequency in your life. Now let's begin. Welcome back, everyone. I'm on episode number two of Try a New Frequency with Amber. Today, I have my friend Madison joining me. Hello, Madison. Hi. She is going to be discussing today with me Cindy Lawford's song, Time After Time. And this is clearly a timeless song. It was released. January 27th, 1984, just so you're aware, that's the year I was born, so I'm aging myself just a little bit with the song, (laughs) but the video was wild. I'm going to let you start out, Madison, today. I want to get your initial inputs on the video itself. Awesome. First of all, there was, this is just so packed, and there's so many different things we could talk about with this. I think maybe, I guess one of the first things that came to mind was just the fact that the surface of this is about, you know, the concept of time. At least that's what came to me first. And there's so many little Easter eggs in it that point to that, not only the lyrics, but also the video, especially when she starts out watching a super old film. And that's like the first thing you hear, the first thing you see, Uh, Along with the fact that she's also mouthing those lines. So it's almost as if that film is playing into her current reality as well. What did you think about the significance of, of that old film right in the beginning? We are going to have fun today. That's all I can say is I am so excited to be talking with you about this video. The concept of, and just so you're aware, people, we she's willing to go weird with me and different and challenge old ways of thinking so just so you are expecting this it is going to be a good episode (laughs) so with the whole video so my big thing is the screen and the screen and she's clearly looking in the screen looking at a relationship playing out as she is laying in bed with her fake dog And then I noticed she's looking out the window screen to what's outside in the beginning of the video. I feel like there's just such such significance in that because right now, even on Zoom, we see each other through a screen. Everyone's on the telephone. It's like a screen and a screen. Everything is about a screen and people aren't focused on current reality in their present moment. And if they did, they would be happy. They wouldn't be so worried about what's on the other side of the screen. I want to be there or what if the people aren't even happy? But that's me going to going off on my tangent there. But the screen that screen was a big deal. The relationship, it made me think that she possibly is replaying a story that happened to her in the past that could have potentially been her in her past life. Just the thought. I didn't even think about that. That's a great point. I think, especially with sometimes the fact that when we get so distracted in our own reality, like you were talking about, that 
we have all these instances and pains from past lives coming through we don't even completely recognize either and in that scene too she's so unraveled in that you know looking through the screen at this story that is being told from a completely different time while she's sitting in her own you know almost depression in that scene it looked like beautifully put in the fake dog now you're making me think that she potentially was so focused on everything else she didn't realize she was carrying around a fake dog oh my gosh yeah why would she have that that brings up a good point because I was kind of trying to piece the fake dog into all of this um but you know if she is so far gone from her own reality kind of like you were talking we can be looking through screens she doesn't see doesn't even notice some of the things in her life that have, you know, slipped away. So she's living partially in a fake world almost. I'm glad that I mentioned to you the screen in the screen because the lyrics in the song where it talks about a picture fading and darkness turns to gray, it makes me think about people and like their Facebooks, for example, or dating sites, you know, where they've got their image, their face of who they are. It could be photoshopped. It could not be photoshopped. But who is the person, Madison, without the photo there? I feel a lot of people don't know who they are without that image in front of them. And sometimes it's fake. What do you take on that? That kind of brings to mind the fact that we're all living, almost all of us at least, we can get caught living behind the facade that the screens allow us to have almost because we put up these images of ourselves that we want other people to see. And they're so like carefully picked out of what everyone sees about us. But then the real you gets kind of lost behind that picture. And like we fade ourselves sometimes into that, which is kind of, you could tie that into what she's saying is how that picture is fading. Maybe that picture is the real us and how we're kind of losing touch with our true self in a way, because we're putting up all of these fronts on these screens that are around us all the time. Even as you and I talk, like you said, we're on zoom. It's the only way we could connect today. So it's almost like it's a necessary evil. And where do we find that balance with living this life on the screen? and our real true selves. Beautiful. And I think about filters and how it distorts and changes things. And there's apps out there these days that I had some guy send me a photo of my face on someone else's body, like in a movie play. Like it was so weird, Madison, that I was like, this is strange. Like that's my face. So I just feel like there's such weird distortions going on right these days with uh, technology and people focusing so much on what they want to see versus what's reality. Have you ever heard of apps like that? Yeah. Which is crazy that somebody sent you that. That's wild. But yeah, like that, what you just said was like, we are portraying what we want to see rather than what's actually there, which in some instances, I can see how, you know, that would be appealing and fit with different situations. But when that takes over, that's crazy. And that's what happens. Like when somebody sends you a picture of your face on somebody else's body, like that's too far. 
crossing the lines for sure. In my reality, I have watched videos, you know, because I'm a little older than you, uh, black and white. I saw some, I think the Adams family is where I go back to what I can recall. And my grandma watching that kind of stuff way back in the day. And then they got colored TVs. And there's significance behind life being from black and white in the videos. People can think it's technology into color and how photos went from black and white, gray into color. Like it almost makes it seem as though color was not around back then. And I just wonder what your thoughts are on that with the change. That change from the black and white moving into color. I think it almost like I could be off on this, but I believe that we back in the days where we had black and white TV, since we were living in color, the black and white TV didn't register as real and as, you know, capturing as it might nowadays, because now we can pull up Netflix and watch a TV show and waste two days of our lives completely unraveled in this world. Whereas back then, maybe it didn't seem, maybe that separation of, oh, that's TV, that's fiction was more there. But now we have less and less of that separation. So we lose ourselves more in that. You are so spot on. And I'm thinking how newspapers, even goes back to newspapers, how there wasn't really, besides the cover page, sometimes in newspapers, there'd be in color, but it was black and white. So that is really unique that you bring that up. Also too, like tying in the newspaper, it is now we have so many more ways that other people's opinions can reach us too. And that also goes back to what do we actually believe compared to, you know, everything we're being fed. Because if you think about it, we are constantly seeing information, whether that's for fun on Netflix or we're constantly getting news stories about, you know, whether it's world governments, our governments, or silly news like celebrity news. Like we are always being bombarded with all this information. So when do our brains get time to settle into like, oh, this is who I am. This is what I think. That's perfect. I love it. Yeah, that's perfect. It really makes me think about our current reality right now on what's true versus what's not true. I mean, Madison, I, I've turned to alternative like stations for news because I know my belief system and what I believe, and it may not be the same as yours or, you know, other people's and that's okay. I love that. But technology has really changed our perception of reality. And some of the things that I'm seeing on these alternative sites are actually reality. And people that just watch mainstream media, for example, are clueless of what I'm talking about but I know what I've seen and I can't unsee the things that I've seen. And that's what I try to tell people that don't believe in what I have to say or can't conceptualize what I'm talking about. I know what I've seen and I'm a truth seeker and I'm a light worker. And I, I don't know how to express that besides there's so much splicing going on. I want people to challenge their old ways of thinking and be willing to go there. I mean, 
I don't think is cool. Some of the stuff that I've saw uh, the last 20 years, some big events that are way different and that I was made to believe than what is reality. And I could give examples, but um, each person at their own time kind of has to figure that out, I feel. What's your thoughts on this whole, you know, conspiracy theory going on? Because what I'm noticing more and more is that the conspiracy theories are truth in our present day. I think the past two years have really unveiled a lot in a lot of different pieces of everyone's lives, you know, not just like the big ticket items, like the big obvious conspiracy theories, but a lot of little things too. And I, I think it's continuing to unravel as well. And I do think people should be careful about what they're listening to, but also the state of mind they're in when they're listening to it, like just make sure you're being a critical thinker and taking into account everything that we've seen unravel the past two years. You know, I think it was you that posted this meme of a girl with binoculars who it made me laugh so hard because it's so accurate right now. It's, she said, looking for other conspiracy theories because all the ones that we saw were coming true or something like that. And I laughed because, yeah, it's funny, but it also is like, ooh, ouch, that's pretty true right now. Like that cuts a little close to the truth there. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, without getting super crazy into it, I just think people should be careful about what they are consuming and really trying to think about the reasons behind why somebody might be putting out the information that they are. And I, I was dying when I saw that. I, it was a repost. I swear I could not stop laughing. Um, and I knew the people that would end up liking it or, or whatnot, because I've talked to them all about these different quote unquote conspiracy theories. What I really found unique, I was talking to my niece the other day and Madison, I, I don't know your take on this, but you are, as I said, younger. And it's been a while since I've been in school, especially like grade school. And she's in grade school and she, she's brilliant. Madison, I've never heard anyone say this. She gets our reality and what we are and who we are and what life is. But she knows that when she's in school, she has to follow societal norms on what is what they're being taught versus what is reality. Is that not wild? That's crazy. And your niece does sound very in tune. Very, very in tune. And it's kind of scary that someone so young, it's great that she has that awareness, but it's also scary that she knows, oh, I have to be different when I'm getting my education. I can't be myself, which is a scary concept. Isn't it though? That it, it, it's great. Cause like I said, I know that she's going to succeed in whatever she does because she already gets it. And I said, if I could have known what you know, 30 years ago, holy cow, would my life be so different. So I just found that really unique because I'm wondering how many kids out there are in a different state. Because when I listen to Cryon, you know, he said that the, the newer uh, babies and young kids are coming into a world that is far different than what I was born into, for example. And 
that's why there's such disrespect they're saying from kids to adults because the adults are trying to portray a certain facade or what they believe is reality and these kids are born knowing the truth yeah there's so many more that are eyes wide open from the get-go and I think that's amazing that your niece is already caught on to that because that's going to give her an advantage too, knowing that she doesn't have to let go of that part of herself that the school system doesn't talk about, you know, or the education system, I believe. I think um, obviously education is great, but I also know that there's a lot they don't talk about and don't teach. Oh, yeah. And she'll tell me some of the stuff that they're teaching and I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? Uh, she is very smart though. And she's got me that that's one thing I will say to the listeners out there. I mean, my niece has me to turn to some kids don't have that. And so they suppress the out of the box thinking and they need that support. That's the only way people are going to grow and develop is by having that support. It needs to be not it's unstigmatized, I guess, you know, thinking different. It doesn't need to mean that it's weird just because it's different. I think people need to be more accepting of others' thoughts, feelings, and opinions. I'm going to go back to the TV here, Madison. And have you watched the show Upload? It's a series. I have not. What is it about? I highly suggest you and anybody else out there to go watch Upload. And I say that it's kind of like the whole green lights. You know, I told you about green lights and by Matthew McConaughey, how it'll change your life and concept on things. And it did. Yeah. Upload is the same way. Upload. I'm not going to give too much away, but what it does is it basically shows what life is after someone passes away and what they're seeing on that side and how they're connected to people that are in our present reality. It's really cool. Like I can't explain more how real and the people that I've talked to about it have watched it and they're like, that makes sense. That is what it seems like is our current reality with basically once we pass watching everything else play out and seeing the truth and knowing the truth and having to accept this completely different life and having angel guides so they can call on their angels if they need help after. So it's just really, really cool. So wow, just my little tidbit. That seems great too, because that's almost like a uh, interpretation of the other side almost uh, is what it sounds like. I'll have to watch that because that sounds really good. Oh, absolutely. And it is. And I think I'm going to say something just really brief, but about the veil of forgetfulness. When people come in, I think it's important, especially as people are listening to the podcast here, I'll refer to it quite often, but everyone's born with this veil of forgetfulness. Because if we remember remembered all of our past lives, we'd be so hyper-focused on that. But phobias, for example can be past life issues that have went on. I think there's some good points in that though, because as we're moving through our life and we start to have that awakening where we remember that, oh, there's things I've forgotten. 
or like, oh, there's weird coincidences that are happening, or why am I so drawn to this, or why am I so drawn to that? I think that's where those past lives trickle into this one, and I think that as we grow in this life, if we start to remember those past lives, it could be, can be a hindrance sometimes, so I think that veil of forgetfulness coming in is a fresh start almost a way to have a a clean slate and I think that I mean that does also play into the concept of time because like you know if we had all these past lives and supposedly now is the only reality then why are all those past phobias still coming back and haunting us a little bit yeah someone almost explained it to me as like our past lives are are going on simultaneously at the same time which is really conspiracy theory but there, I mean, that's just something to think about. I like that you say that. I've really been challenging myself with some thinking. And Madison, I really am interested on your take with this. So I have all this stuff figured out. You know, I'm a medium. I'm a psychic medium. I, I get this spiritual realm. I want to know what it's like in that interim state. I can't recall it. And I'm anxious kind of wanting to know what it's going to be. And so I'm in this weird spot because I want to remember. And so when watching upload, the reason why I'm referring back to this is he was like really surprised that one of the main characters, what it was like, and kind of freaked out, but then it becomes like second nature to him. So it made me really think like, is that what it's going to be like? I want to know. And I think that that's really cool. You bring that up also because it's, it's almost like a a homecoming at that point when we go back to that, but we have to give ourselves time to remember and get used to it. And it's scary because this whole life we've forgotten. So that's a pretty big transition. And some people I think go through this life and they never figure it out and they have to keep coming back and repeating everything. And my goal is not to come back and have to repeat I hate to say this, but the same bullshit that I had to the first time around. <laughs> the goal is to, uh, you know, have it figured out the next time, at least to some degree. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that is the main end goal is to reach the point where you're like, oh, I've learned all my lessons and now I can move on and be a guide or whatever you want to be at that point. Exactly. Now, during the video, I did want to ask you about the train. It always seems like there's significance with trains. And I was so sad, actually, anytime I watch the music video, when she's leaving at the end, and she has a tear in her eye. But like, I also had the sense of peace. And I felt like she did too, knowing that they'll see each other again. And just wondering what your thoughts are with that. Actually, what comes to mind is almost like the veil, like what you're talking about is like, she was so wrapped up in that relationship with him, but she knew she needed to move on, even though he wasn't going to come with her. So she knew she was separating from that, something that she knew. And as she was separating from that, it was painful, but she still went anyway. And that is almost like what we do when we come here, like the veil of forgetfulness and, or however you would like to refer to that but we're leaving something we know and going into this new life, it might be really uncomfortable, but we know we still need to do it anyway. So true. And I, what's funny is 
I don't think I'm that outgoing in regards to risk. Like, why would I choose to do this? I know me in this life, in that life, I must be really ballsy to say, yeah, let me go there. (laughs) Yeah, I think we all have to be really ballsy to be here, honestly. That's a really good way to put that. (laughs) I agree. The earth, uh, and I'm learning that there's other, uh, you know, entities out there and that's just new stuff that I'm learning right now so I, I'll share that maybe on the next episode that you come on since I want you to come on multiple times because I, I really that. enjoy it yeah I really enjoy talking to you clearly you're one of my good friends so I did have a question for you this might be a little bit of a challenge but some of the lyrics she talks about she obviously talks about time, but in a piece of it, she says, if you look, you will find me. I was wondering what your take was on that concept, because she obviously, that's part of the chorus, so she says it multiple times. So I was wondering what you think about how that ties into everything that we've talked about. It really made me think of someone's eyes needing to be wide open, mm. to being able to be present, to kind of as I've I've mentioned you before, how I live a life of synchronicities. And the reason I'm able to see these synchronicities is because I'm paying attention. And I'm not saying to you all that don't live a life of synchronicities, you know, that you're not paying attention. I just know I am so able to and so present that if someone walked by me and I knew them, I'm going to know them and see them firsthand. I notice numbers, you know, I notice initials. I just think what she's trying to say is by keeping your eyes open, whether it be this life, the next life, whatever that looks like, if your eyes are open, you're going to run into the people you're connecting with again. They may not look the same. They may be a different gender, you know, (laughs) who knows, but in the eyes and the soul and the body and envisionment, I think people can really connect and it all makes sense. What was your take on that? I'm going to ask you back. (laughs) I like that you went there with that, the, how you said, you know, you, you see all these synchronicities and not that that makes you like any better than another person, but it does kind of show that it's a choice to live with your eyes open. And the more times you come back, I think the more synchrony synchronicities you get to help open those eyes. Cause you don't have to, you don't, it's a choice. You have to choose it to live with your eyes open. And I think Another piece of that whole, if you look, you will find me is almost like one of the laws of the universe, if you will. It's like law of attraction. Like if you ask, you get it almost like a manifestation type thing. And then that also plays into like, you get it if your eyes are open, because then, you know, to ask for it, but you have to take that leap. You bring up, you know, the law of attraction and I'm learning a lot about the law of one and about everything being magnetized. I think that everybody should do, you know, is grab magnets and try to put them together. And you'll see the energy. And I've been doing that, Madison, with my own hands, feeling the energy. And I've actually gotten a couple items to move due to focus. And I had not shared that with you yet. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I know that's uh wow yeah that's amazing I'm glad you went there 
Oh yeah. And I have someone that I know actually did astral projection. And she said that the woman had marked down all these different items in a 20 mile vicinity. And she basically guided them to doing astral projection and she got all but one figured out. So I'm like, I want to learn this too. Have you ever thought of that? Of astral projection? Yes. I had one experience that might have kind of been astral projection or it was just a really vivid dream, but I am very interested in getting into that. Um, And there's some cool stuff you can do with that. It's, it's an endless, there's endless opportunities with that. I just have to make myself sit down and focus enough to actually, you know, take the proper steps to get into that like state of mind, like right before I go to bed or some people do the trick where they wake up halfway through the night and then go back to sleep again to like jolt that stage. But yeah, I'm very interested in that. I knew I was going to hit you off guard with that. Cause that's something new. With the, <laughs> you the did, crystal. Yeah. the crystal healing that I've been doing and learning about past life regression and uh, becoming a pet psychic you know it's just one of the many skills that I'm learning to accept it with saying that the reason I'm bringing this up is for anyone out there that wants to open their eyes to a new reality and to not limit themselves you're capable of doing that because if anybody would have talked to me years ago I'd have been like, what are you talking about with some of these things? Um, And really confused. But we have such power and magic in ourselves, each of us. And I just want everyone to accept and hone in on that. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think that is important too. And that's something I'm still learning is that, oh, I can do this type of stuff. Like everyone is capable. Again, you just have to open your eyes, see it. You do. And I think it helps having, you know, I have a friend named Deborah who's a little older than me that I learn a lot from. And she, you know, really is a good support guide. And just like you seeing some of the stuff that I can do. And I think it's just my niece, even she's, I learned stuff from her and she's 20 some years younger than me. So I think we all can learn from each other and people just need to not think, I'm older, I know everything, and to be open to listening to everyone, because we all have a purpose. And you never know where the right information will come through. You got that right, for sure. So at one point during the video, she brings up a suitcase of memories. And it really made me think about how we hold in all of these thoughts, ideas, experiences, typically, I mean, clearly we're on here talking about some of ours and that's freaking awesome uh, to share those because then maybe other people feel more comfortable, but how different the world would be and how cool the world would be if we actually opened up that suitcase of memories and shared it with others instead of hiding it. Yeah. And that kind of plays into the old saying of, you know, I'm carrying emotional bad baggage because you are carrying every experience you've ever had with you. And it is a really beautiful moment when you can open that up and say, here, this is me. Like, this is the real me, I'm not hiding behind any screens. Like, here it is. Here's my reality. And that's beautiful because then you can see people for who they are and accept that in a lot of ways. So true. 
That is wonderful. The one thing I did have as a big takeaway was the train and going kind of in a circular fashion. And I don't know why I envision it as circular, but it really made me think about our existence and how some people get so upset and so like, I'm getting older, I can't do this, I can't do that. Instead of focusing on what they can do right now and realizing they are going to be able to do this at some point again in a different life, in a different experience. And to wait, uh, like live out this life and the next train will come around and the next experience. Uh, and it's so funny that you see that train going in circles and those life experiences because the second line of the song is caught up in circles. So that kind of just blew me away when you just said that because that connects all those dots for me. And especially with the train. And that kind of ending where, especially with what you just said, she's getting on this train and you see it going in circles. It's like our lives. We get to come back. And in a sense, we, we could be caught up in circles. Too funny. I did not put that together. That was kind of channeled in information that I just felt like saying. So that's awesome. Madison, I always, always enjoy talking about music videos with you, clearly catching up, normal friendship stuff. So I'm really excited about your future and everything that's to come. Everyone, she's going to be doing Reiki. And is there anything else that you're going to focus on? Do you feel? Um, I'm really, I'm going for a lot of Reiki stuff right now. So I think that's the big thing, but also psychology so that I can blend that type of healing together. So we'll see what kind of comes out of that. Um, and we were talking a little bit earlier too about um, auras and energy readings too. So maybe that'll come into play a little bit more as well. Those all go hand in hand. And I will say, I love the thought of bringing science into the woo-woo. I don't call it woo-woo, you know, to, you know, cut anybody down because I do the woo-woo stuff. It's kind of fun to be able to say. and just bringing the two worlds together. Cause I think we need to bring all sorts of backgrounds together to figuring out this existence. Yes, I completely agree. And I think it's beautiful when you can marry the two. And sometimes that allows for a lot of release that we wouldn't have had with just one or the other. I'm excited for everything coming up in your world, lady, and getting the updates. And I know that the... Fans of Try New Frequency with Amber are going to be excited to hear your updates. Yay. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. It's always amazing to catch up and have amazing conversations that make me completely rethink life. It's great. <laughs> exactly. And that's the goal of this podcast. So again, I appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, until next time, I'm going to send out everyone light and strength. If you've enjoyed spending time with me today, I'd love it if you'd subscribe to my podcast. You'll find links in the show notes to items discussed during the podcast. Check out the Try New Frequency website for my top daily music video. I love hearing from all of you. Feel free to send me an email to trynewfrequency at gmail.com. 
I'm sending you all love and light until the next time.